and fellow adventurers, welcome to the MinMax Podcast. We want to thank you for joining us, and you do so as we continue the Extinction Curse. As always, we'd like to invite you to come join our Discord where you can hang out with us and other listeners of the show. And if you'd like to throw a little financial support our way, you can check out our Patreon. And a shout-out to all of those at our big number level and above. Rock Jedi, Iggy, Wolf, Blardimus Slump, Thunder Mammoth, Innocence Project, Das Chris, Fizzgig, AC Goldner, Jason K, Eric R. Ope just going to sneak right past you there. Indie Link, Tawdry Monster, Mercutio, Angel Shadowheart, Dicky Lopez, Licky Topaz, Alex K, Mordine, Doma El Laca, Dr. Grinus, Forevermore, Frank L, Just Mike Works, Ross D, Treehugger, Darren W, Gold Rhino, Fig Tear, Zach S, Jamie H, Mr. Turtle, Sleeve, Darren, Caleb W, Corey, Bickle, Mr. Grimm, and Firedown. Thank you all so much for your support. And now a recap of Session 115. We're in the Temple of Zulkandur, and the wizard is distracted by a library. While reading, the rest of us find an adorable baby purple worm named Wurples, who we keep as a new circus member. We play for a while as wizard reads things. Beach Pie starts building a tiny saddle for Bernard to ride Wurples. With the wizard busy, the rest of us continue to explore, finding an assortment of things and a journal. The journal is from a Duragar named Cormentor. It talks about how her master came here to study the orb. Apparently, he took it down into the depths of the temple to study it. Peach Pie gets an apex item in a belt of giant strength. The wizard decides to spend seven more hours reading plot-related tablets. While doing that, Nidek, allied with the talking hilt he picked up out of the desert secretly, sneaks into the wizard's loot room in the mansion and causes something strange to happen between the hilt and the intelligent crazy sword we recently picked up. This is very apparent to everyone in the mansion. The wizard and Jeb immediately move to investigate. Peach Pie is outside. The invisible Nidek quickly gives himself up and explains everything in an attempt to avoid getting Jebbed to death. The wizard has a small conversation with the new dagger. We decide to keep it out of the bag and see how it goes. Peach Pie pretends to beat up Nidek for optical reasons. Before we descend deeper into the temple, the wizard still has some reading to do. There's a uh, nothing that's going to come up to the third floor, so you can either do the seven hours in its in its entirety and then go down. It would be fun. Okay. It's a bunch of plot shit. Does it talk about the Aeon Orbs themselves? Yes, yes. Uh, d- In, anything mechanically about how they work? No. So it's, it's just the history of everything. It's from when the Zolgas arrived in Vask to when the end of Vask occurred. Does it talk about the origination of the orbs? Did they bring them with them? Were they already here? Because that will depend on how the wizard moves forward with the orb that's here because if it was here prior to them coming i mean honestly if it was here prior to them coming or if they brought it i don't think the wiz wants to take it away from them the oldest record you find is it says according to a quasi-historical account dating back to a time before the rise of great human civilizations the zolgath deity zev gavazeb led the zolgaths to vask and showed them the six orbs with amazing life-giving powers. At that time, the entire Vault of Vask was a primeval jungle, similar to Zevgavazeb's realm of glutton dark. So it says, and showed them six orbs, not bestowed upon them or, you know, created. Does the wizard know if Zevgavazeb would be powerful enough to create these orbs? He's a Clippeth lord. So, like, the demons in the abyss. He's a clippeth. So he's probably not powerful enough to create them. 
maybe not. I mean, Aerodin himself couldn't make these when he was a god. Yeah, exactly. There's no reason that, you know... There's Zev- a reason Aerodin took these and didn't make them or copy them. Zevgavizeb the Devourer is not going to create six life-giving orbs. That's a good point. Yeah, uh, Zevgavizeb at the beginning, the histories show, Zevgavizeb escorted the Zolgaths to Vask and showed them the six life-giving orbs. I mean, to be completely honest, I feel like the Wiz would still want to read all of these. Just in character, he would not want to stop reading these. This shit's fascinating. Ted, Ted, Ted understands that's going to piss people off. <laughs> I think it's funny. It's... Honestly, I burned through a decent amount of my spells already. Like, looking at my spell list, I got a couple high-level spells left, but I burned, like, all of my mid, mid-level spells. And knowing there's likely a boss-type person, I mean... There's absolutely zero reason why you couldn't just stay overnight right where you're at. Given the events that have taken place, it makes sense. And I would assume I finish reading everything then. You would you would finish reading everything then. There are three major points in the histories. The first one I told you, the Zolgath's arrival in Vask. Another thing that they point out is that after their arrival... The Zolgas built many great edifices and monuments in Vask, sometimes building over still older ruins. The Pyramid of Zolkandor was but one of many of the great wonders of Vask, though since its purpose was to house one of the life-giving orbs, it was the most important. The Zolgath Empire spanned nearly the entire vault, and despite many wars against serpent folk and other creatures of the Darklands, the Empire thrived for millennia. So you see tablet after tablet of good and prosperous reports. But then we get to the last set of the histories, and these were almost written frantically. The end came very suddenly. An outsider, a thief from the world above took the life-giving orbs and slowly but surely all life in the vault shriveled into black sand the zolgaths died by the thousands and the last ones that remained stayed in the cradle of worms where the remaining orb still sustained life in the end however the remaining zolgaths sealed the pyramid and used the primal magic to make the sacred place disappear and dense jungle so that no one would find it again. Although, obviously, you know that's a fabrication. There was no, like, illusion magic. It was just hard to find. Good stuff. And you technically get experience from from that, if that was something we tracked. I'm level 17? No. (laughs) (laughs) No. And I got an intelligent item. Fuck yeah. Yay. Peach, my hand that belt over. Wiz is just a fucking superhero now. So you get your, your rest, your overnight rest. Okay. Next morning, down the stairs. Let's do this. There are two staircases going down. The north and the south. The north staircase going down, that's where... I think it was Nidek that heard the sloshing water down at the bottom of that stairwell. The southern stairwell was silent. Nidek, I'm, I'm sorry Peach Pie had to be so rough with you yesterday. It's just, we're, we're, we're like a family, and taking from the family is a betrayal. You son of a bitch. <laughs> Don't steal my shit. <laughs> we are now in a, a mobster movie. Out loud, the dagger would say, in his defense, I did try to convince him to let me merge 
with blood ladder. I, I didn't say you could speak yet. Okay, no, sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the wizard's done being a dick to people. Oh, that's fine. We'll have a conversation about that later, Dagger. Okay. Durr. The Durr. Durr. God. Okay, are we going to the north stairs? The one with the water sound coming from it? Yeah, more likely there's something to fight there. Let's go do that. Yeah. <laughs> Peach, better lead the way. I do! Whee! As you begin to make your way down the staircase, there are words painted in undercommon along the wall. Wizard, they say, do not disturb the water. Well, we disturbing that shit. Let's uh, throw a rock in it right now. <laughs> a couple of steps below that warning, you find a line of what looks like salt. I've watched my supernatural enough, that means it's a demon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or a ghost. Uh. The, the Wiz will do a check. Maybe it's a ghost. The Wiz will do a check on that. Uh, you would need to give me a crafting check. Oh, fuck. Uh, 27. You have no idea what this is. Salt? It's probably salt. I can't critically fail. Really? I don't, I don't critically, critically fail on ones when I do that. Um, but I rolled a two. I'm assuming it's a critical failure. Uh, yeah, uh, that's... Actually, no, that's just a regular failure. You're not sure what this is, but it's salt-like in texture. Guys, the writing on the wall says not to disturb the water, and I feel like something's up with the salt, but I don't know what. Does Jeb see any nearby rocks? Uh, no. Jeb, if you want to disturb the water, just, like, throw a coin into it. No, I wanted to throw a rock at you. Oh. You can find mm-hmm. a little pebble. We'll throw it in. Beach by a rock hits you in the head. It's a little pebble. No, it doesn't. Use your reaction. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not a, it's not a once per day thing, is it? Oh, let me check it. Oh my god. It's not, actually. I was I confused. Just, now I'm Use not. it whenever. Because I have a belt of giant strength, I use a reaction to attempt an athletics check to grab the triggering rock that has been thrown at me. If a rock has thrown or would fall on me. Oh my god. And I get an athletics check of... Fuck! 36! No, 36 is good! 36 is fine. Yeah, that's all you need. That's all I needed. <laughs> Nice, dude. That thing's dope. <laughs> <laughs> a belt gives you fucking spider senses to rocks. Very good. Rock sense. It's like it's like you're part dwarf now, Peach Pie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to find every opportunity to throw a rock at you. <laughs> I can only fail if I roll a one. <laughs> yeah, okay. So as you make your way down the stairs, you see those two things... What do you do about the salt? Do you ignore it, or does somebody else decide the wizard check it out? I mean, I can look at it, but I'm not very good at these things. Unless I roll a 16 on the die, I get a 42. Oh, no, no, it's a 38. A 38 is still a success. You are certain that this salt actually would repel aquatic creatures. Well, this is uh, like some sort of anti-water Anti-aquatic creature salt? Anti-water water. I don't I don't know. It's kind of weird. Are we just going to say fuck it and not deal with this and go down the other stairs? Let's go fight some shit. I disturb the water. I throw a coin in it. Let's see what happens. Beach by the, the, the writing says not to just... Oh, too late. <laughs> <laughs> Splash. The gold coin plops into the water. No, come on. Co- copper, please. Copper. 
Oh, sorry, Copper. You hear a deep growl passing in front of and right where you would have thrown the coin. This creature slithers past. Gargantuan. Wormple's dead. Yeah, it's, it's like Wormple's, except it's aquatic. This is an azure worm. It's basically a purple worm. One of these slithers by in front and investigates and kind of sees you. It knows it can't get up the stairs very well, so it doesn't come at you. But as soon as that one slithers away, a second one slithers into view. There are two of those down there. So, do we want to fight these or go try the other stairs? I'm indifferent. I am ambivalent. Jeb, that's you. Do you want to fight these or not? The worms? I suppose as a point of order about that, the azure worms are animals. They are not beasts or magical beasts or anything like that. They have the animal trait. Good thing I'm not in the animal order. Let's fucking murder it. (laughs) (laughs) If turtle can't live, none of them can. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'd be fine just turning around and going back down the other stairs. I mean, yeah, is it guarding anything? I guess like... Yeah, does it look like there's anything beyond it? I can't see. It's just hanging out. We go back up the stairs and go down the other set. That's the plan. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You make your way down the southern set of stairs in the third tier of Zulkandor. And this one doesn't have any splashing sounds coming from it. There's no warnings written on the wall in Undercommon, no lines of salt drawn in the, in the uh, stairs. This one leads out into a simple hallway. Going to the left, you see two doors, one at the end of the hallway and one on the right side of the hall. To the right, curves around into another hallway that you can't see into at the moment. Well, Peach Pie, lead the way. I peek into this room to the right. So you see that as you peek around the corner, that leads into another hallway where you see three sets of doors. But no creatures, huh? No creatures. So many hallways. All right. I go back down the little hallway. And I go to the first set of double doors, then the littler hallway, and check them for traps. All right, give me a perception check. 36. 36 tells you that there are no traps here. All right. It is not locked. I, I do apologize, Peach Pie, about yesterday. Yes, well, I think we convinced the others that you were sufficiently disciplined. I hope it wasn't too alarming. Anyway... <laughs> the door opens. <laughs> this room is a mess of rubble and broken pottery. Faint smells float in the air. Honey mixed with the musty scent of leaves and mushrooms. Carvings above empty wall niches show Zolgaths using sticks to extract and jar secretions from plants, beetles, and frogs. At the southern end stands a lifeless, bizarre tree with sharp roots and leafless branches. No creatures? There you go. Now we have a body to put moonlight into. <laughs> uh, somebody somebody, check for magic in here, and I'll do a perception check to see if there's anything of use. 35. Okay, detect magic. <laughs> there is magic in this room. I'm on it. As you detect the magic and the wizard gets in here to kind of try to find it, the tree, or what you thought was a tree, on the southern end of the room, 
unfolds. It unfolds and you realize that it's not in fact a tree, but it's a creature. Oh no, shock. And it looks like this. Oh god, not another one. I mean, Nidek doesn't know it, but... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's one of those... um, uh, It's like uh, larger and looks more muscular than the last one, though. Tripod monster! Pyramid man! It's the tripod monster. It's the three-legged, three-armed, faceless aberration that you encountered under the town of Willowside in the sea caves. Now we find one under the temple. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Likes to be under things, apparently. As it unfolds itself from this tree and extends to its full height in everybody's mind, and the only one that can understand it is likely the wizard in Aklo. So hungry. You cannot escape. I will feed on you. But I have snacks. I have snacks on me. Would you like the snacks on me? No, give me your misery. I don't have any of that. I have so much of that to give. I, I I think we are the snacks. Give me your pain. Give me your emotions. I'm lacking those. And everybody hears this in their head. Nidek actually does speak Aklo, so... Do you? Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Do you respond to it? No. No. God, no. don't talk to the voice that just starts whispering in your head. I'm mean, actually... Nidek has kind of proven that he does do that. <laughs> True. <laughs> He's a talker. All right. Well, with all that being said, I do need everybody to roll for initiative. At the top of round one, we had a tie at 41. The large aberration and the wizard tied, but the aberration goes first. With all three of its actions, it uses an ability that some of you are familiar with. It uses something called Emotional Frenzy, and it's going to cast three spells chosen from its at-will innate spells and its Emotional Focus spells. And those spells are going to target Jebediah, Peach Pie, and Nidek, because they are the closest. Oh, at third level, I can target up to five creatures. Fuck! Everybody gets affected by fear. So one of the spells that is cast will be fear. So it should be 37. 37 would be a failure. Nidek gets a 42. What is it, Will? Oh, I get one degree of success higher. Peach Pie will use his hero point, seeing as how he critically failed Yeah, ditto. Which is not so great. And then he continues to critically fail it. Dolph critically succeeded. No, that's a, that's a fail still. With a 40, that still fails. Oh, well, it's not critical. That's true. It's not critical. Yeah, so the save is either 40... Well, it must be 42. It's got to be 42. Yeah. That's a little crazy, guys. That's scary. Well, it's a fucking tripod monster. What do you expect? <laughs> tripod monsters are naturally scary. Let's see. So that means that we have uh, Nidek with a critical success is not affected by this fear spell. A wizard with a failure and Jebediah with a failure are frightened too. And Peach Pie with a natural one after a hero point is frightened three. Does that make you fleeing? I would be shocked if it doesn't make you flee on, yep. a, fr- on a fear spell with a critical and Peach Pie, you are fleeing for one round. You have to flee the source of the fear. Uh, so that's the first of the three spells being cast. The second one 
is going to be against Jebediah. And Jeb, this is going to be a will save from you. Don't know what it is. The spell? The spell. Uh, yeah. I don't think you have any of these, no. Why Jeb and not Peach Pie? Do I want to counter it? I don't think you can counter any of these. Double I check. I it's a special ability. I mean, it is just casting I mean, it still is a spells spell. as part of the special abilities, so I don't see any reason why you couldn't. Jeb, your 40 is a failure. The spell that's cast on you is a spell called Blind Ambition. So you take a minus two penalty on attempts to coerce you or for somebody to request something of you or to any other mental effects to convince it to, to convince you to do something. So if a will save that's like a dominate or something like that, you're going to take a minus two to that. But that minus two penalty only applies if the command tries to ask you to encourage to advance your own ambitions. So hyper-specific, but it's, uh, we'll get there. So you're under the effect of that emotion effect. And finally, the last will save is going to be against Peach Pie. Peach Pie, give me a will save. 28. Peach Pie, you fail. The spell is Delusional Pride. With a failure, you take a minus one status penalty to attack rolls and skill checks. If you fail an attack roll or a skill check for 10 minutes... So you're fine until the first time you fail any sort of d20 roll, a skill track or an attack roll. Then you'll take a minus one for ten minutes. Yeah, okay. That's its turn. All three actions to cast those three spells, which takes us over to the wizard. It's your turn. I probably don't know that everybody or who's feared and what happened. So I would start by casting True Target as my first action on Large Aberration. And I would give it to the four of us. And then I would cast a Disintegrate as my second and third actions. I've fought one of these before. I don't like them. Damn. I miss both. I got a 38 and a 33 in my rolls. They do miss. Okay. That is my turn. Everybody has the fortune effect on their first attack. Then after the wizard, that takes us over to Peach Pie. I flee! See you later, bud. How long do I flee for? One round. Okay. Uh, do I get an attack of opportunity? Uh, on Peach Pie? Yeah, sure. Throw a rocket! <laughs> <laughs> you catch it. <laughs> then after Peach Pie, it takes us over to Nidek. It's your turn. Okay, so now I've got this ability that allows me to roll something twice, correct? Yes. Uh, an attack wizard? Against it. An attack against it. Correct, yep. I don't have many things that are an attack. I thought you had some rays and shit. Yeah, I'll, I'll give this Moonlight Ray a try. No bonuses or anything, it's just to roll it twice. Correct, yes. I'm going to start with the four. Well, that's not great. Well, can only go up. Got a five. <laughs> Oh, all right. Not like you miss your moonlight ray. Um, fuck. One thing I want to point out here before you start considering your five-foot step options. Everything inside of this room is difficult terrain because of the rubble and the broken pottery on the ground. Oh, I was going to give Jebediah guidance. Not a bad idea. Hopefully that plus one to hit can sort of offset his fear stuff. Then after Nidek, Jebediah, it's your turn. Lightning bolt. It's not lightning bolt. It's time to search, but regardless. 
I attempt to make him attempt to reflex save. He <laughs> does it. Goodness. Get a 48 on the reflex save. Well, Jeb, that went well. He dodges out of the way. Somehow. Is that one or two actions? That's two. You're wasting my spell. Oh, it goes away? Yeah. Like yeah last, last one, one around. Oh, that's fine. It's gone then. Bye. Spell. Bye. Well, Jeb, you have a third action. Uh, I attempt to vomit to get rid of its second. <laughs> <It's> not second. <laughs> <laughs> I move five feet. Done. You're not going to walk up to it and fight it? No, it's going to hit me with its fucking nasty-ass hands. <laughs> what kind of uh, penalty is Fright? I'm scared of it. Is it like a status penalty? It's like a caster. It's a status penalty, yeah. That takes us up to the top of round two. With this creature's first action, it's going to use something called Feed on Emotion. It can only do this once per round, and it's only one action. Jeb, you need to give me a will save. Well, I bet you I'm going to fail that. Sure am. Critically. Jeb, Jeb, you take 36 points of mental damage, and because you failed your saving throw, you are now stunned for one round. And it would gain hit points, but you haven't heard it yet, so we'll get there. With its second action, it strides closer. It's a caster, see? I was smart not to move up. Gets right next, right next to Jebediah, and then uses an attack with a claw. Jeb does a 50 hit. Flippin' Christ. It's a critical hit. Jeb, you are going to take 67 points of damage. And that's its turn. Wizard, it's your turn. Hmm. This fight's going poorly so far. That's why I decided not to be a part of it and run away. Good thing we got our AOE wizard. (laughs) The wizard will move a little bit to the east and cast a prismatic spray in a cone so it only hits the aberration on the wall. Good old prismatic spray. I need a will save for that, right? No. I need you to roll a D8. Oh, that's right. That's right. Let's see an eight. We get a three. Oh. Okay, give me a reflex save. Reflex. Reflex save is a 33. 33 fails. Nice. You take 70 points of electric damage. Just zap 70, right? Zap 70. And he takes 70 points of damage. That is my turn. And after the wizard zaps him with a prismatic spray, Peach Pie, what are you running for? Ah! Your, Your fleeing condition goes away. I run back! Except I guess I'll go here and get in melee with it. With my movements. Peach Pie gets right up in its shit. After Peach Pie moves back into the position, Nidak, it's your turn. I mean, technically this thing, I mean, it's not undead, so it looks like it's living. Um, I'm going to cast a spell I haven't used yet called Necrotize. Okay. Uh, you necrotize part of a creature's body, harming it and debilitating it as its body putrefies, mimicking the natural process of decay. The target takes 12d6 negative damage and one of the following debilitations. Necrotize? Yeah, it's a secrets of magic spell. And one of the following debilitations roll a 1d4 to randomly determine which effect. Well, we'll just see. This is going to be a level 8 one. So I need a fortitude save from him. Fortitude save, alright. We get lots. It's a 50. Uh, nothing happens. Never mind, don't worry. I think that's... I think maybe I tried this one other time and it critically succeeded that time, too. With the critical success on the fortitude save, nothing happens. Nidak, you still have a third action? Well, I guess we'll cast Guidance on Peach Pie. That's my turn. 
after Nidek, Jeb, it's your turn. It's fucking rolling rocks. Regenerate done. Jeb cast regenerate. All right, that takes us up to the top of round three. Is regenerate three actions? No, he was stunned. Was he? Was no, he stunned, stunned oh. one or for stunned for one round? Stunned for one round. Yeah, that's my bad. Jeb, you're stunned. You don't actually. So I'm just out of the game because he can just do just for cool. one round. But yes. Yeah, but you can do it every turn. Every turn, if you have an emotion effect on you. Which I do. Yes. Which you will stun me every turn for the duration of this. I'm just going to log off. Done. I mean, not done because I don't have the option. Taking back my fucking regenerate spell. <laughs> Thank you very much. Okay. Well, top of round three. It is its turn. It is going to cast a spell. I'll take a deck of opportunity. I get a 45. 45 hits. I deal it some damage. 39. 39 damage. And it takes all of it. The electricity, the sonic, the bludgeoning, everything. Recognize spell. Quick recognize. Do you uh, roll a check for that? Uh, if it's not on my spell list or... It's not on your spell list. Okay. Then yeah, I would have to make a check. I do not critically... No, I didn't take twice as long. Fuck! Um, I don't know if I want to hero point that. But I also kind of want to try to counter it. Probably not going to use my hero point for anything else since I already used my disintegrate. Fuck it, I'll hero point it. All right. I'm trying to shut down the spell if possible. No! Oh, that's cool. Two ones in a row, wow. So so it's rolling really well and we're rolling really shitty. This is gonna, this is going mm-hmm. well for us, guys. Uh, this spell targets all five, or sorry, all four of you. And I need everyone to give me a will save. That one on my will save. Wow. So Nidek critically fails on the will save. I don't know if I get the plus four or not. Depends if it's mental. It does have the mental trait. Yep. Yeah, I do get my plus four, and I rolled a five, so 34. Three of us got 34s. 34 is a failure, and Nidex natural one for a 28 is a critical failure. And I have no more hero points. This spell is called Unfathomable Song. Each target must attempt a will save when you cast the spell, and again each time you sustain the spell. A creature needs to attempt only one save against the song each round, and you have to keep the same targets when you sustain the spell. I'm pretty good at fathoming songs. But it's unfathomable, David. Man. But he's pretty good at it. Pretty good. Jeb, Peach Pie, and the Wizard, I need you all to roll a d4. Okay. I get a three. Two. Okay, Peach Pie, with a three, you are stupefied four for one round. Oh, shucks. That makes such a difference for me. Wizard and Jebediah, with a two, you are confused for one round. Well, Jeb is already stunned for one round, so... Well, not anymore, unless he does the action again. The Wiz has already been confused all of his life. Uh, Nidek, with your critical failure, you are going to roll a 1d4 plus 1. That is a 4, which, well, I guess it's a 4 on the die, which becomes a 5, which, of course, that's going to happen to me. I'm sure that's the best, because there's a plus 1 on it. Nidek, you are stunned for one round. You're also stupefied. Stupefied 1 for an unlimited duration. Jesus Christ. Unlimited? Un... 
limited. Let's go back to where we could have fought Nidek. Let's just kill him. I'll make a new character. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking what? That's like a minus one to all of my stuff, isn't it? Basically. It's a minus one for all your spell DCs, all your spell attack rolls, any skill checks that require mental trait, I believe. Anytime you attempt to cast a spell while stupefied, the spell is disrupted unless you succeed a flat check with a DC of 5 plus your stupefied value. Which means that anytime Nidek casts a spell, you need to roll a 6 or higher to successfully do so. And that's not even the end of its turn. It uses its third action to feed on Nidek's despair. So Nidek uh, is going to make it to the end of this book, right? <laughs> Nidek, give me a will save. Are any of us? Hmm? I'm not despaired. I'm too stupefied to be despaired. <laughs> 45. A 45 is a success. So you do not take the mental damage. You're not stunned anymore. See? Told you I was <laughs> too stupid to be scared. It's going to take us over to the wizard. Wizard. It's your turn. Okay, so does the unlimited duration mean indefinitely or... Restoration would get rid of it. Yeah, we'll need restoration, I think. You need restoration. Fuck. Do I have... Will restoration work on it? Should. Yeah. Restoration removes stupefy. What you gonna do, wizard? I don't know. He's hard to hit. He's got stupid high saves. Yeah, the only thing he seems to be bad at is reflex saves, and we're in such a tight space, there's not a whole lot of reflex stuff we can do. What are you talking about? I threw a fucking lightning bolt at him, and he critically succeeded. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember what, what his bonus was on that. Holy shit, he failed! What a fucking loser! <laughs> so what, are you do- what are you doing? <laughs> Vampiric Maiden! Oh damn! Okay, uh, it's a f- it's only level five. What a just, fucking loser! Fuck it! <laughs> and he rolled a four, got a thirty-five. Even though I'm frightened one right now, my save is thirty-six now. Looks like he's worried about telling you something that he doesn't want to tell you. I'm guessing it's not going to take the negative damage or something. No, it's the fact that you have the confused condition. Oh god damn it! I forgot I was confused. Oh, good. Even worse than I was thinking. I thought he was going to say that. So this... I'm, I might not have even cast the spell then. Uh, okay, so... No, I don't think you couldn't... You couldn't have even attack, cast the spell. Basically what happens is when you're confused, you don't have your wits about you, you attack wildly. You are flat-footed and you don't treat ah. anyone as your ally. You can't delay, ready, or use reactions. So, essentially... The one time we get him to roll like shit and you're going to take it away from me? I know, I'm so sorry. God damn it. Okay. Now, the confusion only lasts for one round, but you have to use all of your actions to strike or cast offensive cantrips. Your targets are determined randomly by me, but I like rolling a dice for it. I'm rolling a dice to see what spell I cast. Okay. I only have three offensive cantrips, so I could be rolling fours, which don't exist. (laughs) Uh, My second one on my list would be a Produce Flame. Okay, so you're going to cast Produce Flame at uh, roll another d4. One is Nidek, two is Peach Pie, three is Jeb, and four is the enemy. Two. So Peach Pie? Attack Peach Pie. Uh, Of course I roll super well against Peach Pie. Of course. You hit? Yeah, 44 hits. I was tempted to hero point it, because I have my second one I forgot about. (laughs) But I think Peach Pie can handle 8d4 plus 5. 
Yeah, 26 damage. I'm sorry, Peach Pie. I singed your fucking paint. <laughs> Peach Pie comes out. It's confusing. Well, then after the wizard attacks Peach Pie, Peach Pie, you, as part of the effect on this, are stupefied four, but I don't really think that gets in your way. It's not like at all. Anyway, I move around behind the dude. Does he attack of opportunity me? He does not. I rage. I attack. I get a 34 and miss. And I'm done. Well, after Peach Pie, we go over to Nidek, but Nidek is stunned for this round, which instead takes us to Jebediah. Who's confused? Jeb, you are confused. Ray of Frost. Ray of Frost? Okay. You have to... No, swing with your axe. What? Why would I swing with my axe? I might fucking destroy Nidek. <laughs> So you're confused, and you're going to be attacking at random. So I'm going to have you roll a d20. If it's high, it's Nidek. If it's low, it's the enemy. Are you forcing me to use my strike? Just roll like a roll something and do like high low for magic or melee. Yeah, that's a good idea. Let's do that. So roll the d4. If it's one or two, you'll melee. If it's three or four, you'll magic. All right, you magic. Magic. And high, high on a d20 is the guy. It's Nidek. Poor Nidek, Nidek gets attacked with a ray of frost. Hey, you're not getting attacked with a fucking axe. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're not getting attacked at all. All right, and then my second will be ah! swing. It's on him. Yeah, so you uh, ray of frost Nidek, and then you axe attack the big guy. And I miss. Twenty I misses. Well, then after Jebediah, that takes us to the top of round four. It is this thing's turn. With its first action, it's going to sustain the unfathomable song, which means I need a will save from everyone again. 42. Peach Pie, you succeed. I critically succeed. 44. Also 44. 39. Shit, you guys needed that. Everyone succeeds. I critically succeed. Which means most of us critically succeed. Uh, Nidek, do you critically succeed, too? Yep. Okay, who critically succeeds and who just regular succeeds? Only the wizard. Only the wizard. This is the only one that doesn't critically succeed. Okay, then that means that wizard, you're the only one that can be affected by this in subsequent rounds. Cool. I kind of thought so. All right, well, then, uh, after it uses its first action to sustain that, it's going to use its second and third action... To cast a spell. I hit it really hard. Recognize spell. I hit it. It's on your spell list. I know it then. You know it. Before it even gets the spell off, I deal it 36 damage. Yeah, that hit. 42 hits and that does it. And I miss. What's the ruling on uh, identifying the spell? This is a 7th level spell. Trained in the appropriate skill for the spell's tradition and it's a common spell, 2nd level or lower, you automatically identify it, but you can't get worse. The highest level of spell you automatically identify increases to 4 if you're an expert, 6 if you're a master, and 10 if you're legendary, which I am legendary. So you just know this spell? I just know this spell. It's my tradition. It is. I just realized it's nothing about my spell list, or my spell book. It's my spell list itself, which, if it's arcane, I just know it. Nice. This spell is called Warp Mind. Okay, give me a moment. I gotta decide if I can try and counter this. 
emotion, enchantment, incapacitation, and mental. I don't know if I have anything for that. Oh, shit. It says in the middle of it, warp mind's effects happen instantly. So dispel magic and other effects that counteract spells can't counteract them. Oh, it does say that. But it is incapacitation, and it's only a 7th level spell, so we get one step better than whatever we get. Oh, that's fine. I recognize it, but and I would know that I can't counteract it, because it's happening as I recognize it. It just occurs. Odd Peach Pie, even Jeb. Peach Pie, give me a will save. A will save. Get absolutely wrecked. Absolutely. Yeah, not 20. That's, uh, forget about it. Then they add that to its turn. Is, is there something above a critical success? <laughs> just, I critically succeed so hard he gives up and dies. Oh, no, not quite there. Not it yet. counters and reflects it back at him. <laughs> All right, well, then after the uh, large aberration, that takes us over to the wizard. It's your turn. Watch me now do Vampiric Maiden and fail incredibly. Yeah, well, it needed to roll. doing that. Four on it. Uh, yeah, I was going to say you're not confused here, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> it gets the same thing. A 35 on the fortitude save. Here is your 5d4 piercing. Here is your 5d4 negative. I get 12 temporary hit points. And you are immobilized. Nice. Wizard immobilizes the creature. And then third action, I will back up a little further from it, because it's scary. All right. Well, then after the wizard, Peach Pie destroys it. I mean, I think it probably still has a lot of health left. Attack one. I get a 43 to hit. That hits. I deal it. 51 damage. It takes it. I attack again. I get a 39 to hit. A 39 hits because you're flanking it. I deal it. 39 damage with it is now in bloodied territory third action I will um, awesome blow it I make a quick heads up before you do that it's immobilized so it's already getting the circumstance bonus to or circumstance penalty to AC cool I'm just gonna knock it prone do it anyways okay got it yeah so uh, athletics it has to stand up athletics check versus it's Ooh, I only get a 38 versus its 42 DC. That will fail. That's okay. I'm going to do it. I think that would have gotten into the rules of you having to beat my effect as well. Maybe. Because I have it immobilized. Gotcha. So nothing yeah, happens. But you're not trying to move it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, sure, I can't move it because it's immobilized. My main thing is I wanted to knock it prone. But I did not. I don't know if that's... So. Well, all right, and not able to knock it prone, but you do get two hits in. Peach Pipe brings it into the bloodied stat... And that takes us over to Nidak. You are still stupefied, but you can act. Um, I'll cast a spell on it. We'll see if it automatically rolls for me or not. It didn't. So why don't you go ahead and give me that d20 roll, and let's see if you can roll a 6 or higher here. Probably not. Ooh, a 17. That'll do it. So then what spell are you casting? So I'm casting a... Fifth level painful vibrations. This is the one that I tried casting a little bit ago, but it didn't work. Okay, well, this time it gets a 34. So, painful vibrations, you send up powerful sound waves to an opponent's body, vibrating its bones and internal organs painfully. Creature takes, in this case, 10d6 sonic damage. 
On a failure, it is sickened one and is deafened for one round. So go ahead and uh, do that damage first. It will take 41 damage. It's not bad on 10d6. Takes all of it. It is sickened one and deafened for one round. Okay. All right, well, then after Nidic, that takes us to the bottom of round four. Jeb, it's your turn. I swing at it with an axe in my hand. It is sickened and immobilized. Ooh, hell yeah, dude. 30 to hit. 30 misses. But have you have a hero point. point. <laughs> I thought I used it on that first initial save. Yeah, you did. Oh, you know what? You're right. You Both did. Both you and, and David did. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah, your 30 misses then. I don't want to die, so I'm going to heal myself. For 59 healies, and I'll be done. And after Jeb heals himself up a little bit, that takes us up to the top of round five with the large aberration. For its first action... Sustain your shit on me? I'm pretty sure that's the answer. Yes, first action is going to be sustain the unfathomable song, which means the wizard does need to give me a will save. That would be a nat one. That means that you need to roll a d4 and add one to it. Plus one. Plus one. One. So a total of two. I'm confused. You are confused for one round. God, the difference between rolling that one and that four vast. It uses its second action to attempt to eat some of the emotions from Nidek's brain. Nidek, give me a will save. 34. A 34 is going to fail. Nidek, you're going to take 26 points of mental damage, and you are stunned for one round. Just on a regular failure? Jesus. It regains 26 hit points. What emotion effect am I affected by when it does that? The stupefied one. Is that an emotion effect? The phantasmal or the uh, unfathomable song is an emotion effect. But he's not affected by that song anymore. You're affected by it because you're stupefied for an unlimited duration. The song is affecting you for an unlimited duration. That's how I read that. I guess, I don't know, I mean, I guess if you rule that because I'm still stupefied, but I think stupefied's a condition, it's no longer the spell itself. Otherwise, I'm permanently under an emotion effect. <laughs> I guess I can see your argument there. Synonet means it has to reach out to somebody who's under an emotion effect, and I don't think anybody is. I'm raging. Except for Peach Pie. I am. Wizard, what are you under? I'm confused. Oh, from the spell. That's emotion effect. Yeah. Suppose it would. Yeah, because he's still under the emotion effect, and Peach Pie definitely is as a ra- as he's raging. Yeah, no, and Peach Pie is much closer. This thing is ravenously hungry. It just wants to eat on the closest thing, so it's going to attack Peach Pie with that instead. Peach Pie, give me a will save. Sorry, Peach Pie. It's not. not a, take your twenty six hit points back. Get wrecked. Yeah, it doesn't matter, anyways. Uh. You critically succeed. Well, that went way better. Also, was that a spell? No. It was magic. No, it wasn't. It's, it's not actually a spell, though. It doesn't have the required triggers Correct. for an attack of opportunity. Uh, and then with its final action, it's going to attack Peach Pie. Okay. Peach Pie. It 51 crits. to hit. Peach Pie, your armor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I have uh, fortitude that I always forget that I put on it. If I roll a 17 or higher, you don't crit. It's just a normal hit. I roll a 19. Get wrecked. (laughs) (laughs) Aren't you so happy you remembered that tonight? I didn't. It's a team game. Thanks, everybody else, for remembering. (laughs) Thanks, everybody that remembers my character better than I do. Well, instead of taking critical claw damage on this, then you are just going to take 29 points of damage. And that's its turn. Takes us over to the wizard who's confused. Wizard, Nidek is your target. Figure out what cantrip you're casting at him. Ray of Frost. I hit him with a 40. That'll do it. 24 damage. Suck it, Nidek. (laughs) You stole from me. (laughs) It comes out as gibberish. You don't understand that, so you can't reply that you didn't speak. So many different languages. (laughs) <laughs> well, that is the wizard's turn. That's going to take us over to Peach Pie. It's your turn. Oh, my God. Please just let me kill it. That's one way to start, Brett. And Nat 20 will do it. It takes 79 damages as knock prone. It doesn't need to be knock prone necessarily. I mean, it is as it dies. Peach Pie, you smash its head. I hit it again. I'm <laughs> yes, please. so sick of this thing. <laughs> I deal an additional 51 damage as it's on the ground, and I smash its body to pulp. <laughs> Hit it again. Uh, one more time. <laughs> How was fighting it the second time? Still unpleasant. Yeah, it's still like, just as unpleasant as the first time, I think. <laughs> it's definitely up there. Like, this one was uh like we're stronger, but it was definitely stronger too. Holy fuck yeah, they have high it, saves it was and shit. Much stronger. I'm really I'm not sure I'm pretty sure it's pretty straightforward getting rid of stupefy. Even if it says permanent, if it, restoration reduces the value of stupefy by one. No one has it, right? No. So we need to rest and get restoration from Jeb, right? So just a quick reminder, as you walked into the this area, this room is an absolute mess of rubble, and everything in here was difficult terrain. This room is just strewn with items. Uh, there's a musty scent of leaves and mushrooms. There are uh, There's rubble in here, broken pottery. The wizard's spell slime would indicate that there is certainly something magical in this room. I pinpointed. In the mess, your eyes are drawn to where the spell slime is pointing, and it's a strong necromancy aura. Nice. And you see that it's emanating from a staff. Another fucking staff, huh? Uh, before I even touch the staff, I would start doing an arcana check on the staff. Okay. Go ahead and give me your check. 51. That... Ooh. And that took that took two actions because I took twice as long. Oh, it's because you took twice as long. <laughs> that wizard is a true staff of healing. Uh, yeah, I don't know what that is. Throw it in our party sheet. Oh, there it is. Ooh, that's worth some money. Ninety-two hundred gold, level sixteen item. Oh, hey, look at that restoration. Restoration! Oh my god, we would not sell this. Staff of Healing grants an item bonus to the hit points you store anytime you cast a heal spell using your own spell slots or using charges from the staff. That's four. Stabilize, heal. Heal restoration. Heal remove disease. Heal restoration. Breath of life. Those are really good. Heal restoration. Heal regenerate. Remove disease. Restore senses. Remove disease. That's a fucking solid staff. Um, No kidding. Holy shit. 
This is hands down, in my opinion, one of the most useful staves uh, staves that I've seen in Tui so far. A f- fucking breath of life. The the whiz looks it over, and then turns around and stares at Jeb, and then stares at Nidek, and then stares at Jeb, and then looks at the axe, <laughs> and then tosses it to Nidek, <laughs> and says. Peach Pie said it before, but we find items that are useful, we give it to the right person. Breath of Life is a reaction. True. I like that. Yes, it is. Can, the, can it be used as a reaction? You'd have to be holding the staff, yep. I assume. I know this probably isn't, like, the perfect item for Nidek, but you can use this, though, right? I can absolutely then use this. It's all Nidek. <laughs> okay, remind me how staffs work. How many fucking, like... How many charges does it have a day? We haven't had a staffs conversation. I don't on the fucking pod know how staffs because have we not? We've had a, th- a couple staffs. I feel like we've briefly talked about them, but we've never actually used the charges on them to actually talk about the rules of the aspect of that of doing that. Yeah, so we can't use it yet. We'll have to wait for tomorrow because you have to prepare yeah. it. Oh, but uh, Nidek, I hope I hope giving this to you. Um, Maybe, maybe you'll think twice the next time you want to, want to try and steal something from me. <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't steal it. As I look down at the dagger at my side. <laughs> Wait, is it in the ho- bag of holding, or is it like at your belt? No, I never put it in the bag of holding. I said that I've had that dagger on me. Oh, it's like on, it's you, on, on me. you. Got it. So person who prepared a staff can expend the charges to cast from it so you can only prepare it if you have the spell on your list you can only cast the spell if you have it on your list on your list are able to cast spells of the appropriate level and expend a number of charges from the staff equal to the spells level oracles are spontaneous aren't they yes i'm the same as i was except for now i'm divine instead of occult occult (laughs) So they're all technically on your list, right? Yeah, these I'm divine, so these are all on my list. In fact, I have a fair number of them on my like, prepared even in in my well not prepared no. but in my spells I know. Gotcha. See, I've got uh, yep, stabilize. I've got heal, restoration. I don't have or restore senses. Well, it sounds like any way we cut it, we need to rest for a night, which is good because probably we're going to go fight the big final boss in the next room. I mean, there's still quite a few rooms to search, aren't there? Are there? I thought we were towards the end of it. Maybe not. We still have to go north. We still have to go south. Did we go? No, we only just got to this level. Yeah, there's still three sets of double doors to the south. There's There's a double doors to the north. Okay. All right. All right. The double doors to the north probably leads to the water. It's a little bit of an offhanded comment at this point, but there are three other items in here since you took the, the time to look. You find a... An alabaster bottle worth 800 gold and two potions, elixirs. Toss them to Peach Pie. What do you know about these? I spent some time checking them out. All right. What's your level again? 14? Yeah, I've forgotten. I think it's 14 or lower. I know automatically. You don't know either one of these automatically. God damn it. I make checks. Two checks. I like that you said, God damn it. It means that these items are probably pretty fucking good if you can automatically <laughs> find them. Figure out. That's a fair point. We get a 41 and a 37. Okay. So you are able to identify with the 37, one of them pretty easily because you're familiar with them to a degree, but it's a 15th level major elixir of life. Oh, hold on to that. With your 41, 
you identify the other as not something you use, really, but it's called a greater salamander elixir. Oh, I know what those do. And they're garbage. (laughs) I think it's very much a where you're at situation. That would allow you to travel on the fire plane with no issue. How useful. It's worth cold. The question is, if it's giving it to us, is that something we need to be worried about? I feel like Paizo likes to troll people at times and just give random items to make you think that. Because I've, I've run into it so much in Abomination Vaults where so many random like pieces of loot. My party's like, oh, we're going to need this in the future. And I'm just sitting there like, no, no, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. Like, That's completely worthless. <laughs> and then like four levels later, they're like, we never did use that. I'm like, yeah, that was like 10 gold. Like, <laughs> You weren't supposed to. <laughs> You know, you don't see anything else of value in this place that you could, at this point, after looking through what's in here, you can clearly say it's medicine storage. Between the pottery, the roots, and the medicines that are here. So if you make your way back out into the hallway, you could take a right where there's double doors. Double doors. Or you could take a left where it leads into another hallway. I think we need to fix Nidex Stupefied before we move on. I mean, he has a caster, Stupefied. Stupefied does kind of fuck him. Plus, investing into that staff could be quite helpful. Yeah. Good thing we've got a staff. Oh, can you not use the staff until it's invested? Not I was going to say fucking... Yeah. yeah. I-, I have to prepare. Ah! Yeah, I'll, I'll take ten minutes. Well, I'm sure, like, the ten minutes that Peach Pie was identifying those alchemical items, I'll swap to my last seventh-level spell to a Magnificent Mansion. Okay. While the wizard is spending his ten minutes swapping out his spell... And I'm investigating alchemy. Nidek and Jeb, you both here, off to the right, outside of this room, the splashing and movement coming from the door to the right. You see that there's a note taped to the front of the door, and a line of salt at the base of the door. I mean, I have already assumed that that door led to the spot that we already decided we didn't really feel like going to at the time, so... Nidek, you can read the sign. It says, Do not disturb the water. In Undercommon. That's what the last one said. I mean, do we want to go in there and I'll just maze the fucker? Y- you know, the more they tell me not to disturb it, the more I want to disturb it. <laughs> no, that's the stupefied talking. <laughs> the what? <laughs> <laughs> okay, part of me really wants to just go in there and fight this thing before we sleep for the day. I'm down. I'm not doing great on spells, but... I'm not, like, hurting for spells that bad either, so... I haven't used any of my drain-bonded items yet. I'm not doing bad on spells either. Up to you guys. Fuck it, let's do it. Alright. I want to roll some dice. Let's roll dice. Isn't that kind of what it always comes down to with TTRPGs? Down spells and Nidex stupefied, what could possibly go wrong as we charge headlong into a room with two giant azure worms? Find out next time as we continue the Extinction Curse. And until then, may you have many great adventures of your own. It's your turn.